Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or whenever you are listening to this podcast, this is If Eve Could Speak, and I am here. My name is Janelle. I am joined by Lex, your host. You know her, you love her. Lex, say what's up to the people. What's up, family? Good to see you all. Wherever you listening from, wherever you listening at, okay, let me say that, wherever what time it is, get the crust out your eyes, brush your teeth, wash your face, look, we here. We here, we here, and today, <laughs> our topic, the title of this podcast is called, Where Your Heart Lies. Let's just let that sink in for a bit. I'm not talking about where your heart is. Like if it's all the way over there somewhere or it's at somebody else's house. I'm talking about where your heart lies. Your heart can lie to you. Did you know that, Lex? I, I, you know, I heard, I heard, I heard, you know, but hey. So we're going to get into the scripture for this podcast so we can learn more about this topic. And so... The scripture I'm going to be coming from today is Jeremiah 17, verses 9 through 10. So let's pull it up on our Bibles. Or your Bible app. Or your Bible app. (laughs) And we're going to do... We're going to do NIV, but then I'm going to read the easy to read. I've been reading the easy to read version of the Bible. (laughs) Look, it's... Sometimes I need it like plain, 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 like vanilla plain, but... We're going to start with NIV. It ain't plain, though. It got a little spice. It got to have a little spice. So NIV has spice, mm-hmm. but easy to read is like, it don't get no more simpler than this. So we're going to read both for you guys. All right. I'm going to start at verse nine. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. And then I'm going to hop into the easy to read. Nothing can hide its evil as well as the human mind. It can be very sick and no one really understands it. But I am the Lord and I can look into a person's heart. I can test a person's mind and decide what one should have. I can give each person the right payment for what they do. Whew. That's a word. So Lex, give me your first thoughts after reading this verse. What's speaking out to you? What's jumping out at you? First of all, that easy to read version, the hooked on phonics version. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> it, it, I heard the word just sick. And we know that when, and, and it talks about like also just our heart not having, the, the deceitfulness in our heart not having a cure. So think mm. about one of your family members being diagnosed with a terminally, terminal disease rather, mm-hmm. um, that, that has no cure, that uh, there is no known fix. There is nothing else that we can do for you type of scenario sound familiar it does to me um that's what strike that's what stands out to me that not is, only is it sick but there is no cure that is good so there is no cure for a broken heart mm-hmm. 
we're going to get into that. But first, I want to talk about, because this is something that I got from the verse when I was reading, and actually the Holy Spirit kind of brought this up to my attention. And he asked me, he was like, why do you think the heart and the mind are mentioned in the same context of this verse? And so I'll rephrase that. What is the relationship between the heart and the mind? Is that a question for me? That is a question for you. And this was a question that the Holy Spirit was asking me. What is the relationship between our hearts and our minds? Because obviously it looks like they be in cahoots, that they be like working together, that they have this type of relationship. So I want to talk about that. Let's talk about it, man. It's, it's crazy because when we read this at face value, we think about our hearts. We think about that little organ, that beat sound like a drum type thing. That's real cute or whatever. But what I really believe that that the Lord is getting at here is just our mind, our thoughts, um, our, our our soul, our our our, hu- our being human, um, and that being different from that that little organ that 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 pumps blood in, into all of our um, operating organs um, and and through our, our our veins and our human parts. But uh, speaking more so from the side of um, our, our minds, our thoughts, um, our souls, we are consciously. Yeah. And subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's definitely what we're talking about. And so what I got from God from this verse is that he was asking me this question and then he answered the question, which is really cool. <laughs> he said that the heart desires and then the mind justifies. Mm-hmm. That is their relationship. So I want you guys to get that in your head. If you got to write it down, write it down. The heart desires and then the mind justifies. That is the relationship between the two. So your heart will desire an opportunity that isn't what God wants for you, but your mind will justify it. You want to go to a place that your heart desires and your mind will justify it. That's how they work together. And so you can see why the heart is so important. Why guarding your heart is so important, because once you desire it, your mind is already working. Okay, how are we going to make this work logically? Okay, God told me not to do that. Or, you know what? I know that's probably not the best move, but, you know, hmm. Well, if I do it on this day and not that day, and so your mind will just start working and working and working, trying to justify what your heart desires. Lex, let's talk Look, about Give what? us an example of when the your heart got you out of that abusive relationship, but you miss him. And, uh-huh. and, and your mind may tell you, but he don't hit me every day. Like he, he only cheated on me a few times. Like he only called me out my name three times. Like he, but he loves me though. He just needs counseling, you know, and, 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 and maybe, and maybe that justification, that explanation leads you to go back into the same situation and for you to wonder the same thing. God, how could you allow this to happen to me? How could you allow How could you allow? And so I want to stay right here in this practical example, because I think this is what we really experience in our lives is that our hearts desire things that are just not good. And it's like our whole body is involved in the process. And then before you know it, we out here, we out here. (laughs) 
We out here in these streets. We out here. So Lex, give the people a time where you followed your heart into some mess. Now, it could be a small thing. You ain't got to put your whole business on blast, but just give us an example of when <laughs> you followed your heart and that was not the move. Well, you know, I, 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 I got a daily example of this. For All sure. right. For sure. For sure. But I will tell you, so I have a bit of a lactose intolerance thing going on, but I'll be really craving some ice cream sometimes. And and when I when I when I can give myself a justifiable reason that makes me actually get up and go to Brahms or get up and go to wherever and I'm paying for it later. Well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I'll give you something else. Actually, so there have been times in my life where um I have desired to be in a certain place, to um, to be with a certain person. And the Lord is clearly telling me, baby, that's not what I have for you, but I go anyway. But I, I answer, I pick up the phone anyway, but I go on the date anyway. I um I I I decide to kiss the frog anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and I and, and and I wonder why why things aren't going the way I, I think that they should or that I expected them to, but but the Lord has already shown me what it is. He already has shown me that look, what I have in store for you is great, and that's not that great. Um and so I wonder why I can't find greatness in the thing that God has already told me wasn't that great to begin with. The list goes on. You dropped some jewels there. <laughs> you definitely dropped some jewels. And so I think what you're getting at is that they in partnership, right? Thanks. And Another thing that I got from what you're saying is that we can't rely on our own selves to regulate that. We cannot. Because it's easy to talk about it now as the time has passed. And then it's easy to talk about what you're going to do in the future. But when y'all, y'all know, I ain't got to tell you. When you in that moment, no don't seem like an option. Mm -mm, No is not even in the vocabulary. What is that? What is no? (laughs) No. No means What is stop? Wait a minute, what? Stop. No stop. What language is that? What is that? <laughs> and then your mind is playing uh prosecutor, like you know you have to do this because this is the evidence that it's not gonna it's not gonna fail. This is the evidence that because remember you tried it last time and it was okay. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. Yeah. And now that we know this, what is the solution? What can we do? To help this because there will be times and this is us talking as believers this is us talking as born again we trying to live for god like we sold out type of people so everybody's dealing with this in some way right what can we do to cleanse our hearts what can we do to cleanse our minds and so the next scripture i want to jump into is psalms 51 and 10 God gave us a solution. 
the good thing about God is that when he reveals an issue that you're dealing with, he always has a solution. He always is going to follow it up with, okay, now I need you to do this. He always has some instructions. And so as you're talking with God and you tell him, you know, God, I'm dealing with this certain thing. I can't say no. He will give you instruction. And then it's on you to follow those instructions to get yourself out of that situation because he's going to empower you to do it. Enough motivational talk. We're going to jump into the verse. Psalms 51 and 10. I don't have it on my Bible. Let me scroll. I actually memorized this verse and I'm going to tell you guys why, because I was dealing with this personally where I had a lot of things that my heart wanted and I knew that they was not of God. Like I just knew it. And I I was feeling a lot of things too, that I knew were not of God. I was feeling hateful. I was feeling jealousy. I was feeling prejudice. I was feeling all these different things. And I knew like, okay, I'm reading the Bible and it tells me that I'm supposed to have a pure heart and be peaceful and holy, but that's not how I feel. So God, how am I going to change what I feel? And so this was one of the verse that I memorized that I memorized really early in my walk. And so I'm a reader right now though. Create in me a pure heart. Sorry, this is Psalms 5110. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me a pure heart. Create in me a pure heart. Create in me a pure heart. Mm -hmm. Lex, how does this speak to you? First of all, it tells me that I don't already have it. Mm. If it has to be created, that means it doesn't already exist. So if it doesn't already exist, I know that I cannot do it alone. Mm. I know that I cannot do it by my own human. And David understood this as well. So he doesn't go out and just say, well, oh, well, I don't have it. So let me just go about my merry day. Let me just follow my heart anyway, even though it's gotten me into a lot of trouble. Exactly. Oh, so everybody what? else feels that way. So exactly. No, he he says, OK, I don't possess it. I don't own it. I don't even have it within me. Creator. Father. Do that thing that you do best. Hmm. Create in me what I don't have. Create in me what I don't possess. Create in me what I need in order for me to be all that you need me to be in my walk with you. Create in me a pure heart, oh God. Oh. That's what I get from the scripture. That's good. That's definitely on it. So one thing we can take away from this verse and what you're saying is that God purifies our hearts. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we can do ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what happens when God purifies our hearts is that our desires become his desires. Mm -hmm. So he transforms our minds and his thoughts become our thoughts. And so it's not that your heart It's always going to be bad. You want to get to the point where your heart becomes God's heart, 
Because just like it can work against you, your mind and your heart can work against you and have this relationship that's always getting you into some mess. If you let God purify you, they can work together for your good. Can you imagine if the same pressure that you have in your heart to do something wrong is the pressure you have to go execute your purpose? To do God's will, to do good, like it's the same power. It's not one is not greater than the other. I think it's just that we've spent so much time with our hearts being so deceitful and always wanting these terrible desires that we haven't given ourselves the ability to grow or the room to have God change us and grow to where our hearts don't look like the mess that they are. Yeah. Yeah. What is a diamond without pressure? What is a purpose without pressure? What is greatness without pressure? What is becoming all things that God had in mind? without experiencing many of those things that he didn't. What about when we even think about why Jesus? It's because we could not do it on our own. We could not restore ourselves back to Jesus, back to God. We could not. We could not. And we can say all day long, man, but my life sucks. But my situation sucks. And then I think about the Israelites. As they were enslaved for 400 years. And and God is like, all right, enough is enough. Time for my people to, to, yeah, we, we, we leaving type thing. And through Moses, he, he. He sets his people free. And even through their experience in freedom, it still doesn't change their hearts. It still doesn't change their minds and their ungratefulness. It still does not change it. So you may think that your circumstance may get you out of whatever your mindset is, but it won't. That's good. The Lord parted the sea for them. And they still griped and complained. That is so good. I didn't even think about that in terms of like Moses and the Israelites, because one of their issues was that they couldn't make it into the promised land because their minds weren't changed. And God basically paved the way for them, but they couldn't believe that they were good enough or whatever it was to conquer the land that was meant for them. Because when God has something for you, there's going to take, there's work involved. There's work involved in getting your heart pure. That's not an overnight thing. There ain't no pure your heart uh, pill you can take. There ain't no Advil to clean your heart. You can numb it. You can distract it. You can cover it up, but that that's, that's not an easy pill. Like it, it takes work. But what God is saying in Psalms 51 is that if we ask him, if we go before him and we ask him to pure our, purify our hearts, he's good for it. He is. He is. He will show up. He will show out. He heard the cries of his people. Every single 
obstacle that 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 they were met with they overcame not because of anything great or majestical that they themselves did but just because of the love that their creator had for them and when it's your time it's your time but we have to do the work in order for us to get where God is leading us to, in order for us to experience and, and, and make it to see the promised land. Moses didn't even make it to see it. That's a different story. But he plays an instrumental part in setting Setting it in motion, that's a Sarah Jakes Roberts term. Yeah, I took it, I stole it. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, but he set something in motion that that that, that really uh, sort of paved the way for what was to come. And yes, the promised land, yes, um, freedom, yes. Oh my gosh, amazing. But ultimately, Jesus. He helps to set that thing in motion, to jumpstart the timeline to a time, to a day where we will be restored back to the Father, where our sins will, will torment us no more if we allow God to create in us what we don't already possess apart from him. Create in me a pure heart, oh God. Whatever you feel like you're lacking, create in me, God. Gratitude, create in me, Father. New mercy, God, create in me, Father. Whatever it is that you know that you cannot possess or, or activate apart from him. That's so good. And I like how you talked about setting it in motion because it did set things in motion and we did see the promise Jesus. But at the end of the day, even Jesus served up on a platter, you still got to make the decision for yourself mm -hmm. and nobody can make that for you. You got to decide, I want to go before God and get my heart clean. You got to decide, I'm going to, I'm going to take that step. It still requires your decision. Mm -hmm. And it, it requires you to accept the gift because it is a gift. We're not saying that you have to work for your salvation. It's a gift, but you have to make the decision. Do I want to accept it or not? Or do I want to just keep going the way I've been going? Yeah. And so there's a quote that Lex always, not always, but she sometimes, she sometimes says it. And I'm going to just bring it up right now because I think it's really important in this conversation. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Lex, what does this mean to you now that we've gone through these scriptures? What you say you are, what you speak over your children, what you speak over yourself. If you say I'm nothing, you're nothing. <laughs> if you say that I can never be, you can never be because in our in our tongues lie life and death. 
Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's what my Bible tells me. So if life and death is in the power of the tongue, what I speak over a situation, that then it is so. Remember, our, our heavenly father, our creator, he spoke and it was. He spoke this entire world into existence. He thought a thing and it manifested. He, 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 he said, let there be light and, and, and the lights came on. The sun came up. Um, we were created in his image. So guess what? What I think manifests. What I speak, it comes to pass. That thing that you've spoken over yourself 10 years ago, you're wondering like, why in the world? Because remember, you always said, man, I'm gonna have dementia when I get older. Oh, I'm gonna have this when I get older. Like, I'm gonna do this. Man, you're gonna be just like so-and-so. Or you're gonna do this, 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 that. But that's a word that we spoke over ourselves however long ago. And that word becomes us. Yeah. You heard it so much that it becomes your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And it corrupts your You even talked about like how, um, like you have to memorize the songs. Like, and and, and remember that God's word does not come back to him void. So when I speak scripture out loud, when I counsel out what what someone, my mother or my father, whomever may have spoken over me that did not align with God's word, I can counsel that assignment with, I am, I am who you say I am, God. I will be who you have called me to be. We know that by nature, our hearts are filthy, they're dirty, they're nasty, they're trash. But just even in that, creating me, creating me, oh God, a pure heart, creating me, oh God, a pure heart. Guess what you're creating with your words? A pure heart. Guess what you're creating with God's thoughts about you? His plan. What we speak, what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I think I am, I am. If I say that I am not, I'm not. And that's just what that is. That's so good. And so the last scripture I want us to read is kind of going to tie this all together is, what does God see when he, when we come to him with our broken hearts? What does he see? And how does he feel? And so I want us to read Psalms 103, verses 6 through 18. And Lex, if you could read this verse, Psalms 108, verses 6 through 18. Is that right? Psalms 108 or 103? Sorry, 103. 103, I got the number wrong. 103, Psalms 103, verse 8. 6 through 18. 6 through 18. Look, we're going to get it together at some point. <laughs> All right, Psalms 103, verse 6. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds 
to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Verse 11, for as high um, as the heavens above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far um, as he removed our transgressions from us as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Verse 14, for he knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. Verse 17, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. Verse 18, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. There's so much to get from what Lex just read, like, I could even hear her getting hype about it as she went throughout the verses. But what I want to touch on is that as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. He even remembers how little time we have on this earth. The Lord is our father and he has compassion for us. This is the God who will cleanse our hearts. This is the God that we take all of our mess to. Because he is willing and he is able to fix it for us. Mm -hmm. And he's the only one who can. Yeah. If you haven't gotten that from the rest of this podcast, he's the only one who can. Money won't fix it. Drugs won't fix it. Success won't fix it. Your job won't fix it. That relationship won't fix it. The stuff you want won't fix it. The only thing that can fix your heart, the only thing, the only person that can heal your heart is God. And so Lex, what, what are you thinking about this? I think, man, this is even ministering to me right now. Um, it's so funny because for years I've thought that, man, let me just go get all the education I can get. Let me go and 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 just make all the you know all the greatest grades, and maybe that'll cover up all the things that I believe I'm not or that I truly believe that I can never be 
or can never accomplish or succeed in or uh, restore or be again. But truly, I can gain back all the things I feel like I've lost. I can get all the degrees and all the degrees and have all the success and and still there be something missing. Because he's the only one who can feel that empty space. There's a movie uh, that I really like and it's, it's a childhood favorite of mine. It's called Love and Basketball. <laughs> and it's crazy because in the movie, the character Monica, uh, she's talking to Q, Quincy, uh, her love interest in the movie. And he tells her, and they are all grown up by this point. And, you know, um, and now Monica, she stopped playing basketball and uh, she's working at a bank. And she sees Q and he's like, Yo, I never, I never, I've never known anybody to know, to love that ball as much as you. Like, what happened type thing? And she's like, basketball just isn't fun for me anymore. And he, she didn't give him an explanation right there in the moment. But later on at the end of the movie, she, she wakes him up in the middle of the night and she's like, yo, basketball isn't fun for me anymore because you're missing. Mm. So I may, I may, when I think about that in just, um, in relation to this situation, I may say, you know, this doesn't work for me or this isn't fun for me or I can't go deeper in my relationship with God, with God because something's missing or I can't be or do this because something's missing. I can't be all that he's called me to be because there's a side of my body that's limping. There's, there's, a, there's, there, there's a piece of me that's missing. And what, what I've come to realize and the actualization of it all is that what's truly missing is my surrendering it completely to God. Everything that you think you've lost, he can and will create it anew. He can and will start, start from scratch, start you over from scratch. And everything that you feel as though you may have missed out on or it's too late, I could never be or do. He can create anew. And it's like it never happened because it didn't. The Bible talked about just how when the wind blows, that space with that flyer, with that flower uh, laid is no longer remembered. That spot where you where you left that dream, that hope, that that aspiration, it'll be like it never existed when, when God gets through with you. Because what he has in store is so much greater, is so more, is so much more impactful, is so much more than anything that we could ever think or imagine or dream. It's more. It is so much more. And I'm not going to give you guys homework because this is a podcast. But sometimes <laughs> in our Bible study, we get homework from Lex and we go back and think about it. But trust me, this is homework that helps. 
If even if you don't write it down, just think about some of the things that your heart desires throughout next week. Mm-hmm. Become conscious of that. Become conscious of the thoughts that you have that you try to justify things that you know is probably not going to be the best move for you. Because that's the first start is awareness. Mm-hmm. Because once you're aware that I cannot fix this on my own, God is there as the answer. And so that's my homework for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned because we have a whole lot more content coming the end of this week. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Spotify and stay tuned for the next one, which should be coming out every first and third Friday of the month. Right? First and third Friday. And remember, we are more than just Spotify though podcast app uh youtube everywhere that podcasts exist you can you can find if eve could speak yes 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 so we gonna let y'all go have a great rest of your day if it's night have a great rest of your night we Mm -hmm. out thanks